Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. In case you've never been here before, my name is Sean Shapiro. I am a chiropractor from Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And in this segment of Breakfast with Champions, we're going to talk about the 
little decisions, tiny decisions that can change your entire trajectory of your life. And as usual, I'm going to go a little different with it just to get us started off and make you think about it a little differently. Because one tiny decision that changed my life, well, I'd like to be able to tell you that I have a story with a super happy ending, right? I'd like to tell you that I can pinpoint the time in my life when I turned it all around and became the best version of myself because of that one tiny decision that I made. But I got to be honest, I don't have that story. I'm sorry. Two months ago, I may have thought I had it, right? But I just don't have it. That magic's not here anymore for me. And I'm, but I am someone who believes in that kind of magic that God and the universe can put into us. I'm someone who believes that the choices, that we make choices about how we feel, and that determines the trajectory of our lives. I think that there are a ton of choices that got me to where I am today. Am I successful? I'm not really sure how to answer that. I know that I'm supposed to say yes, especially here. But after the last two months, I feel more foolish than I do successful. I feel more confused than I do purposeful. But really, not much has changed for me. It's not that I didn't make decisions. It's, that, it's not that I didn't work to create the life I wanted. It's more that I put trust in people and promises they made. And it became abundantly clear how wrong I was to do so. But it doesn't mean that I didn't make the right decision at the time, even if it didn't give me the outcome I thought it would. So I would love to tell you that one decision I made a year ago to download an app named Clubhouse, to join a club named Breakfast with Champions, and to lift my voice and to join a stage to work at providing value for the audience I love was, in the end, the greatest thing that ever happened to me. I would like to tell you that this has been the best ride and the most fulfilling thing I've ever done. But I can't. And the, true mu and the truth is, two months ago, I couldn't have done that truthfully either. And although I would have told you that then for sure, the reason I can't tell you that now, that these are the best decisions I've ever made, is that, number one, eight weeks ago, all of a sudden it didn't feel like it anymore. And, but, the, and, and, but the truth is, I don't know if the decisions will play out for my best things that have ever happened to me or not. And that's, you know, that's a hard thing. That's a hard thing to discern in this lifetime, really. It's like Marvin says, were these things important or were they distractions? Well, I don't, I don't know. We'll see, right? I can tell you one year ago, my life did change. I was not happy with who I was or what I was. I was not seeing a life of happiness in front of me. I was struggling with my weight and my health and my place in this world. I wanted to change all that, and suddenly, I did. I've lost about 85, 86 pounds. I've created new relationships with some of the nicest people I've ever met, like-hearted people, like we say in this room, right? But I have seen some of those relationships become both, you know, different things, both miraculous and tragic. I have had incredible highs, and I've also seen the lowest point in my life, all while continuing to move forward, regardless of the outcomes I was, ex I was having in my experience, good or bad. I'm in a season right now of change. People I used to talk to, I don't want to right now. People I didn't want to talk to a few months ago because of those changes I was going through, I find myself leaning on and reacquainting myself with. The point of all of this talk is not to make you feel sorry for me. It really isn't. The point of this talk is for me to do what I've always done. Share my struggle 
share my ish with you to let you know that regardless of where you are in life, we can all choose a season of struggling through change, but change is going to happen anyway. You may be feeling the worst you have ever felt in your entire life right now because of one tiny decision you made a while back. Or you may feel that you are a trajectory for greatness. That one decision has, made, has basically assured your success. The truth is, we don't know the ultimate score on any of these decisions. We won't until the air leaves our lungs for the last time. At that point, <laughs> it's too late to judge. There's a story, you know, that, you know we're not going to come back from the afterlife to tell everybody we told them so, right? There's a story that I remember when I'm faced with tough times. It's not a long story, but you may have heard about the one about the Chinese farmer. And it goes something like this. Once upon a time, there was a Chinese farmer who uh, lost a horse, ran away. And all the neighbors came around that evening and said, that's too bad. And he said, maybe. The next day, the horse came back and brought seven wild horses with it. And all the neighbors came around and said, why, that's great, isn't it? And he said, maybe. The next day, his son was attempting to tame one of these horses and was riding it and was thrown and broke his leg. And all the neighbors came around in the evening and said, well, that's too bad, isn't it? And the farmer said, maybe. And the next day, the conscription officers came around looking for people for the army. And they rejected his son because he had a broken leg. And all the neighbors came around that evening and said, isn't that wonderful? And he said, maybe. <laughs> the whole process of nature is an integrated process of immense complexity. And it is really impossible to tell whether anything that happens in it is good or bad. Because you never know what will be the consequences of a misfortune. Or you never know what will be the consequences of good fortune. So, we never know the consequences of good fortune. The thing I wish I had enough discipline to remember about that story is to tell that story to myself when things are going good, right? I wish I had told that story to myself 10 weeks ago instead of eight weeks ago so that I would remember that, that highs are highs and, and, and always, co always come followed by some kind of low. It's not that we have to look for trouble in our decisions, but if you're like me, you have to remember that the highs in life will balance out, and the higher your rocket goes up, unless you've reached escape velocity, and that's the speed at which you can escape from Earth's gravity well, then your rocket will fall back to Earth. Even if you attain low Earth orbit, okay, your orbit will degrade without maintenance, and you will fall back to Earth. Now, for the guy in the back with his hands up, escape velocity is 25,000 miles per hour. For our European friends, it's about 40,000 kilometers per hour, okay? I knew you'd be here to ask that question, so I made sure I included it. Now you can sit down and get your juice box, all right? Enough about the nerd Nick's rocket science. My point is we don't know the meaning or the outcome of the decisions we, we make and what that will be because our life is 
an intertwined, chaotic web of events that ripple into each other. Your only hope of surviving that rocket trip is to maintain escape velocity. And if you reach orbit to maintain it, you must fire your thrusters every once in a while or your, rock, or your orbit will degrade. Your rocket fuel, as our friend C-Rock likes to call it, in this case is gratitude. Being grateful for the opportunity to make those decisions, to live with them and understand that you haven't failed until you quit making decisions is the fuel that gets you out of the gravity well and into the stars. The thing I realize most is that we determine the meaning of the decisions we make. We also allow others to make us feel bad or make us feel good about it. We look at them in judgment as good or bad without really being ever able to measure the full outcome because the sum of our life has not been totaled yet. And we can't come back from the afterlife again to tell everyone, see, I told you so. It's like this. If you played your number on the roulette wheel, why spend the time the wheel is spinning recriminating yourself for your decision? For other choices you could have made, for numbers you could have put your money on. Why spend the time the wheel is spinning thinking about anything at all other than the fact that you're grateful for the $10 you had to put on the number 33? Which, by the way, is 33 is the number you multiply by the speed of sound here on Earth to get escape velocity. Did the Freemasons know something way back when or what? Go to the Discovery Channel for that stuff. You are, you are a decision-making machine. You make small decisions all the time. You decide whether to eat cake or an apple. You decide to binge the office or go to the gym. You decide whether or not to tell those people in your life that you love them or let them guess forever and degrade your relationships. You never know what decision is going to make your life go viral. But I can assure you that your next decision, it's not going to be made in the past. And it's not going to be made in the future. When it comes time, it will be made in the present moment. And in that moment, you will, like the four agreements tell us, have to do your best to make it. Once you've made it, you have to live in it. And once you've lived in it, you have to wait and see what the actual outcome is. Maybe you will lose your horse, or maybe your horse will come back with friends. The, the choices and the vision is all up to you. Well, that's all I've got for this morning. I always like to have a lot of shares afterwards. Hopefully, we've got some people who have something to add to the conversation. So I'd like to see, you know, if you've got anything to add, please just open up your mic and say your name and tell us what you've got. It's Mary Lynn. <laughs> Good morning. I was waiting for somebody else to unmic first. But um, I just really love that Dr. Sean, I just had a conversation yesterday with, I don't know if you guys remember when Damien Boudreaux, Scott Simons brought him and he was the, the teacher who taught the guy about, you know, selling over a hundred cars. So he's an automotive, I'm an automotive, you know, we know mutual people. We had a conversation yesterday. I'm like, if I had only just, oh my gosh, you know, if I had only just known sooner about automotive if i had only just known this if i had only i kept saying that and he's like you wouldn't have been you know uh where you're supposed to be i'm like oh i'm tired of hearing people say um you know it's fate you're just you know where you need to be and 
you know, I'm just kind of exhausted by that. Like everything for a reason, you know, I have to take some sort of responsibility. And he, he said something and he's just like, think about it. You weren't ready for any of that. I'm like, you know what? You're right. So, um, instead of saying, you know, it could be said, I'm exactly where I need to, to be. It's, he said, I need to be exactly where I am. So that just kind of hit me different. And each decision has led to, I need to be exactly here. So I just love that Dr. Sean, you know, sometimes I think if I hadn't been bartending because I needed extra money because my credit score was low, I wouldn't have gotten, you know, um, well, I was shot in a robbery. I keep forgetting, to, you know, not everybody knows that or whatever, but guess what? That gave me compassion or whatever it did. Everything has led me to where I need to be right now. So thank you for letting me share, Dr. Sean. You're welcome. And you know, it's really, it's really um, important to understand that we are, you know, a lot of us wear Apple watches right now. And when you open an Apple watch, there are no years, right? But if you open an older watch or if you open, you know, a Rolex or something like that, you can see that there are tiny gears and tiny springs that move those hands. And it's probably one of the finer, more intricate things in this world um, is this sort of, you know, classic watchmaking skill, right? And those gears all have one function in the watch and alone, they can't make those hands turn constantly, right? They need other parts to work with. And we always put those parts in place with all the decisions that we make. So I like what you shared there, Mary Lynn. And I think that we all have these little delicate decisions that we've made that sort of make up our internal watches. I saw Iffy flashing. Good morning. It could be me. <laughs> Good morning. Um, I was flashing. Sorry, I was trying to change my profile picture. What a great conversation. And whenever we talk about, you know, what even the title, what tiny decisions can change the trajectory of your life, my stomach kind of flipped because there's been so many moments. And many of you who know me, I'm a storyteller. And one of my favorite movies is Sliding Doors of how you see, you know, getting on the train. If any of you haven't seen the movie, the, the main part is where she gets on a train or she doesn't get on a train and it shows you the life that would have happened and the things that subsequently through getting on that train. And I see my life to be like that. Um, and I think all of us is every decision we make leads us down another pathway. And um, I'm excited because I was thinking about what has been one of the biggest decisions that I've made that's changed my life. And that was in 2006. And my friend introduced me to the secret and um, I had no idea what that was. And we sat in our house and we watched the, um, the secret movie, the movie, the, the original one with Bob Proctor and Lisa Nichols. And I remember sitting there and actually crying, thinking I actually can change my life. There is a way to do it. And I think if I never sat down and watched that, that led into me like getting into studying um, neuroscience and quantum physics theory and mindset and if I never hey listeners if you enjoy listening to breakfast with champions we can bet you care about your daily routine do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine it's the perfect morning Glenn has written a free ebook called the morning five five simple steps to an extraordinary morning if you can transform your morning you can transform your life head on over to the morning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day ever was exposed to that 
I, I actually don't know where I'd be. So that one decision of sitting there, open-minded, watching it, and then exploring has completely changed my life. And I just wonder how many times, I, I, and I'll land my plane because that's one positive thing. But one thing that did change my life is one day I, I'd moved to this area and I was walking, I was very excited and I met this young girl and we were talking and we were crossing the road and we were so busy chatting. We looked left and it was fine. And then we looked right, but between looking left and right to see if it was clear to cross, we said a few exchanging words. And then we both stepped out into the road and there was a loud horn and this huge, huge lorry, heavy goods lorry, nearly killed us. And we it were maybe a millimetre away from our face. Like, my whole eyes had all dust in them. My hair was back. And I remember in that moment thinking, if I was just one millisecond faster, I wouldn't be here. And I think that was like a real... <sighs> and ever since that moment, it was 2015, I, I kind of feel like I'm living on borrowed time. So yeah, um, I think I love this title. Every single thing leads to something else. And I, I do believe, like um, Mary, Mary Lynn said, is the universe is conspiring for us. It's conspiring for us to succeed. That's the attitude I have in everything, even when I'm on the floor. So thanks, Dr. Sean. Thank you, Ifti. And the truth is the universe is conspiring for us, but the universe is neutral, right? The universe is either, it's just going to do things to put, to, to make, allow us to make decisions. And we, as a as an organism, have the ability to either look at the positive or the negative aspects of everything that the universe provides us. And it was Einstein that said, "We every day we wake up in, in a universe that's either, you know, friendly or our enemy, and the choice is ours, which." which that is. So thank you for that share. Ify. Go ahead, Jan. Yeah, thank you so much, Dr. Sean, for your segment. I love it, um, as usual. Um, I, I agree. Decision-making is such a great topic, right? Because um, it is something that we are faced with multiple times a day, seven days a week, and not making a decision is a decision in itself. So, you know, how to make peace, I think, you know, with all the millions of decisions that we have made in our lives is like a philosophical question. But, you know, how to make peace with especially the bad ones, how to accept ourselves, how to learn is something that, you know, kind of we also need to decide on, right? You know, in order to kind of keep our sanity, really, I think. So I really resonated particularly, you know, with what you said about, you know, the fact that the outcome is still out there. Um, so to me, you know, it's like, um, you know, our current state is still a working process, whether we are ahead or behind other people or our expectations of ourselves seemingly right now due to some of the decisions that we've made. But, you know, that's not necessarily our final state or final score or final place. So I really agree, you know, not to take our, our current state as our final. And for me, you know, with this approach, um, um, I can, you know, this is the only way I can, you know, live out the best version of myself and my life uh, with still with great hope. So um, thank you for uh, for your segment and thank you for allowing me to share. Always a pleasure to listen to you, Dr. Sean. Thank you, Jan. And we'll get that song you want on soon. Uh, hopefully he'll give us a clean, a cleaner version. But I appreciate you uh, looking out for me on that side. So we have a few minutes left. 
uh, I see Patricia go, uh, Flash and go ahead. Yeah, so this was great. I also was thinking sliding doors, but what brought to mind was in what tense are you thinking of this question? In the past tense or in the present tense? Because the word if makes a big difference. And I found that the word if in the past tense is self-sabotaging. And the word if in the present tense can totally change, um, you know, uh, your future for the good or for the bad. Uh, but be careful about that self-sabotaging. So when you use this question, is it in the present or is it in the past? And I'm done speaking. So I think that's what my segment talked about was like the things that have happened in the past. I really don't know what the ultimate outcome of those things will be, those decisions that I made. A lot of them feel really, really good over the, over the past year. Some of them feel super tragic and either one of those could turn turn around any minute and become the greatest thing that ever happened to me or the worst thing that ever happened to me you know as observed by the by the the people around me so i think that if and using that word if in the back in, in the past is a negative but if shows possibility in the present right i think that's what you're trying to say so i love that patricia yeah. well, who do we have next who wants to share Tiny decisions. Wow. This is Monica. I'll share. Go ahead. Um, <clears throat> actually, have a keynote. I do a keynote called "Sliding Doors," Ify, and it's it's exactly about this topic, and it's about how we are. It's my belief, anyway, that we are in co-collaboration with the universe, and sometimes the universe puts us in situations, and the ultimate determinant is whether or not we decide to act and what action we take. And I think that that is a bigger conversation or maybe a smaller conversation, is that do you have situations where you could have acted and didn't that then create a sense of regret? And that is something I think that a lot of people do live with. If I had, like Mary Lynn was talking about, if I had only this or if I had only that, or if I hadn't, right? But in that moment, when we work with what we have to work with, that's all we have. We only have the information we have at the time. We only have the experience or the wisdom or the knowledge or the insights. We can't look back on ourselves and say, well, if I had only whatever, because at the time, we only used what we had available to us. And so I think that's actually part of the game, is part of the game is being able to look back and look and see who you were then and give that person grace for bringing you to who you are now. This is Monica and I'm done. Thank you, Monica. That was great. I don't think there's much to add to that. It's pretty complete. So with the few minutes we have left before we turn it over to Tamara, I see ice flashing. Go ahead. Good morning, everyone. Doctor, um, when I was listening to your segment, um, what came to mind is Jim Rohn. And um, he has said that the same wind blows on us all. What matters is not the blowing of the wind, but the set of the sail. So we all have decisions to make when things happen. How are we going to look at it? And you're right. We choose how to look at it and how to, res and how to respond instead of react. Thank you very much for your words this morning.
I like that ice. I haven't heard that before, but I do, I do, I do resonate with that quite a bit. I've written that down. I'm going to go look, look that up, see what I can find about that. Um, so who, I think I saw somebody flashing. I just lost them. Go ahead, Samir. Good morning, everyone. This is really incredible for me because I'm, um, I never shared it, but it, it just struck my head. For me, what really thing that changed completely my life was the death of my, my husband. Like when I had to go um, and see him and like it was sudden, then you say, oh my God, you can't say anymore. That's what death means. We all know what death, you know, death is there. But then from that day, my whole shift of I live every day because I die once made a huge difference for me in terms of being in the present, not preoccupying me for what's going to come, but mainly being there and taking the perspective of anything that comes and bringing the health to another level because death, yes, is there. And it made me really realize when I have to say something, I have to say it at that time because you never know when is the next morning so that really made a huge difference for me and my life has completely changed in all senses so thank you for making me share um this morning because this is a turning point for me thank you dr sean well i'm glad to hear that i'm glad that this room helped you this morning samara and if this room is helping with you helping you i would i would ask that you grab that box second to the right down the bottom and share it out so that other people can come in. I know Tamara's got some wisdom she's going to share with you. We've got Larissa after that who's going to, who's going to, who's, uh, is Larissa today? I forget who's after Tamara. But, but whoever, whoever it is, they're going to bring value and we really, really love for you to share this room out and bring some people in. But, uh, somebody inviting me into this room was how I found it way back when. And I hope that you will give that gift as well. So we have about four minutes left and a little time for some shares. Um, I don't see anybody. Go ahead. Is that, who was that flashing? I'm having weird things happen with my app this morning. I can't even get my volume right. It was Addy. Addy, go ahead. Thank you. I hope you can all hear me because I'm driving. But I just felt that I needed to say this. And it's really sort of building on what you have just said in that it was the decision to enter into this room that for me has changed the trajectory of my life. And I want to believe that every single person on stage and in the audience, that their exposure on this app and in the right rooms such as this, it has been the best decision that they have made. I just wanted to share that, and I hope it blesses and resonates with someone. Thank you, Ali. We love having you here too. I think again, you know, it's great. It's great that we that we get inspired. It's great that we get caught up in the moment when we find things that do inspire us, but we have to take them in the context of a full life. And we can't really do that because we haven't lived one yet, hopefully. Hopefully this isn't my last segment, right? So we have a couple minutes left, time for one more share. 
I think I just saw somebody blink, but I'm really having it. Was that you, Marvin, or are you just here? It was not Marvin. I, was, I, I have was a question. Clapping, to be honest Pastor Jeff you, has shared. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily a share. I just think your, your segment is has been very, very, very powerful and thought-provoking. Uh, so it was just me clapping for you. Thank you. Uh, Pat, let's go, let's go iffy with your question and Pastor Jeff. Thank you so much. I just don't like a silent stage. My question, Dr. Sean, you don't have to, to ask you. The question. No, you but I do have, have a question. Okay. I've got a question. Okay, I always okay. have a question. Um, my question to you, Dr. Sean, is have you ever watched somebody else take a, make a tiny decision that you can see is going to turn out wrong? Have you ever witnessed someone making a decision that you can foresee might be the wrong decision? Um, yeah. I can see people taking easy ways out of, of, especially of health conditions where they think that it's all in a pill, that it's all in a surgery, that it's all one answer. And it's never just one answer when it comes to your health. Again, we live in a web of multiple, multiple things that, um, that influence our health. And when we think it's the answer is outside, then we see a lot of people sort of fail, uh, to regain their health because they don't take responsibility themselves. So I see that a lot. I see that I see that a lot when I tell people it's going to take this number of visits to get you well. And they go, well, I can just go have a surgery, but they never think about the rehab. They never think about the the diet that they have to eat afterwards in order to keep the inflammation down, all those things. So I think, yes, I think I see that a lot. And it does sort of make me sad when I see it. But I also hope that they'll get their get the message eventually and do the right thing. Great question. Go ahead, Pastor Jeff, and then we'll pass it off to Tamara. Thank you, Dr. Sean, and blessed new day to all the champions. I'd like to share a very quick quote by a little bald-headed guy named Pastor Jeff. If what then? Should I cry or should I grin? Revenge of the past, perception of my life glass, romance, the present state living life in its fullness or am i too late that's for you dr sean this is pastor jeff and if no one has told you today you have a beautiful smile look in the mirror smile at yourself i bet yourself a smile back at you now go share that smile with the world and make a positive impact back to you dr sean Oh, Pastor Jeff, I think you say that to all the chiropractors. All right. Thank you very much for your attention this morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.